This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, March 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Flooding challenges aid programs, grain prices. Brazil beef, U.S. wheat, win and deal. And a new setback for Monsanto. Purdue, Midwest disaster to swamp USDA programs. As farmers and ranchers assess damage from the devastating floods in Iowa, Nebraska, and surrounding states, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue says Congress may need to provide additional disaster aid for the region. Perdue says his department's Farm Bill disaster programs are likely to be insufficient. Speaking on Fox Business News while he was in New York yesterday, the secretary said, We hope we will have a supplemental disaster program out of Congress very soon. This may be included in that as well. Purdue referring to a disaster bill the Senate could take up in coming days to assess damage from last year's hurricanes and wildfires. Flooding bottlenecks grain movement on rivers. Some farmers in the Midwest are likely to take a hit on the prices they're getting for crops because of the impact of flooding on transportation costs. Mike Steenhoke, executive director of the Soy Transportation Coalition, says when flooding occurs, it costs more for rail and barge companies to move products, so they decrease prices to farmers to discourage farmers from selling. He says some locks and dams have completely shut down. Others are only running during the day. Purdue. China offers to buy corn, DDGs, and ethanol. Secretary Purdue is again promoting the possibility that China will agree to buy billions of dollars more in a wide array of U.S. farm commodities over the next several years, if an overall trade agreement can be reached. But he also confirmed those purchases could include corn, distiller's grains, ethanol, beef, and pork. Purdue, in a Bloomberg interview, stressed the talks are progressing rapidly, although earlier expectations of a planned summit between President Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping were scrapped. Purdue again stressed that China could double or even triple its annual ag imports from the U.S. over a two- to five-year period of time. U.S. offers to speed up Brazilian beef safety review. The U.S. now has a pledge from Brazil to fulfill a 24-year-old promise to implement a 750,000 metric ton quota for wheat imports. But Brazil got something in return. The U.S. is now promising to speed up the process of making sure Brazilian beef is safe to import. Now, according to a joint statement released yesterday after President Trump and Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro spoke to reporters at the White House, USDA has agreed to expeditiously schedule an audit of Brazil's raw beef inspection system as soon as the Food Safety and Inspection Service is satisfied with Brazil's food safety documentation. FSI has shut down imports of Brazilian beef exports in 2017 that after inspectors at the U.S. ports found contaminated meat from eight Brazilian packing houses. Now, for more on the Midwest flooding and the U.S.-Brazilian agreement, check out AgriPulse's weekly newsletter hitting inboxes later this morning. The newsletter will also include stories looking at the way the Farm Bill rewrote conservation programs and at FDA's effort to revise its produce safety standards in light of recent outbreaks. New legal setback for Roundup. The second phase begins today in the trial of a lawsuit linking Monsanto's Roundup herbicide to cancer. 
a San Francisco jury found yesterday a 70-year-old California man's exposure to Roundup was a substantial factor in causing his non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. In this phase, the jury will have to determine whether Monsanto's behavior warrant the company being held liable for Edwin Hardiman's cancer. The outcome of the Hardiman case is likely to affect Bayer, owned Monsanto's future to litigation strategy, though Bayer insists each case has its own particular facts and circumstances. Now here's what's ahead. The next part of the trial could be a bumpy ride for Monsanto and its corporate parent, depending on how much evidence of the way Monsanto defended the product Judge Vincent Yahabria will allow. In a pretrial order, he said, there is strong evidence from which a jury could conclude that Monsanto does not particularly care whether its product is, in fact, giving people cancer. Are wages slowing H-2A growth? Demand for H-2A workers continues to grow, but it rose at a slower rate in the first quarter of the federal fiscal year. An industry economist believes that may reflect the program's rising wage requirements. The number of certified physicians for the Ag Labor Visa program rose 10% in that quarter that ended December 31st, the slowest rate of growth for that three-month period since 2016. Veronica Nye, an economist for the American Farm Bureau Federation, noted in an analysis that the H-2A adverse effect wage rate increased by 6% to $12.96 for 2019, more than twice the U.S. increase in average hourly earnings last year. Still, she acknowledged that H-2A remained strong. The adverse effect wage rate, or AEWR, is the weighted average pay for farm workers and is used in determining what H-2A workers must be paid. The AEWR has risen by as much as 15% to 23% in eight western states, including Arizona, Colorado, and New Mexico. Study. U.S. diets fall far short of guidelines. As the Trump administration prepares to rewrite the nation's dietary guidelines, USDA economists have done a new analysis showing how much American eating patterns are out of line with the existing recommendations. In the latest study, the Economic Research Service linked supermarket and household scanner data to a USDA database to compare purchasing patterns with the dietary guidelines. The purchasing decisions were then measured on a scale of up to 100 points, with 100 being perfect alignment with the dietary guidelines. The final score? 55 points. And it suggests there is substantial room for improvement in the healthfulness of consumers' retail food purchases, according to The Economist. Now keep in mind, the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee will hold its first meeting next week. Here's today's He Said It. And on Brexit... Who knows? That Ted McKinney, USDA's Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs, speaking to a group of visitors to the department yesterday. McKinney was giving an overview of trade opportunities and barriers around the world. The U.S. and U.K. want a trade agreement, but Britain's inability to come up with a plan for leaving the European Union is complicating matters. That's Daybreak for this Wednesday, March 20th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.